offer deadline on Oak Street, aisle three. Welcome to the housing market. I'm with Redfin, and I'm here to help. I need to sell my house. Great. Redfin charges a 1% listing fee when you buy and sell with us, which is more than half off the usual fee and saves you an average of $8,400. Oh, wow. Is that all? Uh, yep. I'm kidding. You had me at 1%. Want to win? Sell with Redfin. It's real estate done right. Average savings is Redfin refund plus 1% listing fee. Subject to minimums. Not available in all areas. Learn more at redfin.com. C-A-D-R-E 015-21930. everyone and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex and City podcast brought to you by The Dip, where we talk about every single episode of Sex and City, the two movies. Of course, we just finished talking about season one of The Revival, TBD, and I'm forgetting season two, fingers crossed. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and of course, I'm joined by Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris. Hi, how are you? I'm doing so good. It's President's Day. It is. I am celebrating, of course, only fits from Scandal, my king. What a good looking guy. Well, and Daniel Day-Lewis. Well, that's true. I am also celebrating Daniel Day-Lewis in Lincoln. Right. You know, all of our hot men who have played presidents, I am celebrating. And if I can think of any more, look to my Instagram yeah, feed two say, days I was like, ago. Do you? Yeah, I'm like, do you have any, are there any hotties? I mean, you know, I'm not into JFK, but I did think the actor who played him in, what was that movie with Natalie Portman running around in dresses? Jackie. Jackie? Yeah. I thought the actor who played him looked a lot like him, but a little cuter. You know, I'm a big Peter Sarsgaard fan, so I liked his Bobby Kennedy. But of course, Bobby Kennedy was never president. And you know who Peter Sarsgaard's married to? Maggie G. And they'll be at the Oscars this year for The Lost Daughter, of course. Oh, my God. It's honestly, it's such a talent. It's a skill set to how I can bring it it up. The way that you're able to just... Bring it back to the Lost Daughter at any at any point. It's really guys. I'm hoping that come Oscar Sunday, I can let this go and try to find something else. But I don't know. Tell Cinema gives me something else I can sink my teeth in. Something for us to talk about. Well, there is something. Oh, there. Oh, actually, I think there is something that has subsumed <laughs> my brain, and that is Love yeah. Is Blind. We're gonna chat about it just for a bit. Before we get into this episode. I just, because, like, Chris and I have to talk about it. We have to. We have to talk about this. So, did you watch season one, or are you coming into this cold? Cold. Virgin. I will say, I think season one is better, but I think for you, you'll never forget your first. So, I think you're always going to be partial to season two, because you're getting your eyes on just the concept of what we're looking at. These pods, and then... Yeah, it's the concept to me is so wild. I never know what's happening or the I don't know how long things have been going on, how long they've been in a pod. I know we're barreling towards like this these the weddings. Wedding. Every time the little clicker comes up that's like nine days before the wedding, I start sweating. I'm like, no, we're not ready. <laughs> I know. But but what I will say is people have said that season two, it's totally different just because the people, like, I guess season one, people were more, like, likable. Like, you were rooting for them maybe a little bit more. And look, we, they, it's hard because it's like we were starting at zero in terms of likability, and now we've dipped into negatives. So it's like, it's not like we had a, we were eaten up with likability in season one. Oh, okay. It's just these people are so deplorable. In season two. And the problem, and yet the glory of season two of Love is Blind, every single couple is wrong. Like, not one of them landed on the right person. Nope. Whereas at least in season one, it was like, yeah, you know, that person does really belong with them. They have issues. Like, you could see it. Yeah, but it wasn't like, oh. In season two, I'm like, no, you need to pick them up, like, this one up like a doll, and put it over Mm -hmm. there with that one. Put him with her. This one with that one. And start from there, and we'd still have wrecks and disasters. I mean... But not like we're getting. We gotta talk about my new favorite couple, Danielle and Nick. Oh, Chris. I am so obsessed with Nick. He is my new favorite reality TV star. (laughs) He's a star. He's so fucking messy. He's gonna come out as gay any second. He is really... They... He finds her disgusting. (laughs) <laughs> when He's he walked into that apartment, he saw his life flash before his eyes. No, no, no. When they were in his apartment and he was giving her the tour of everything that was alphabetized and everything, and then they started talking about a rock band. No, who keeps their DVDs in their bedroom closet? Who has 
DVDs? <laughs> also, better question. Let's start from there. Who it has is, DVDs? This was filmed Donate in Mariah Carey's year 2021. Why does this man have so many DVDs? I was shook. And she was like, that's weird. But then they started talking about rock band and a drum set. And I was confused. And I thought, I thought she is was she a drummer. in a band? Did you, <laughs> did you go where? I was no, like, No, I had to rewind. I was like, what? I was and like, huh, interesting. You'd think during the pod she would have mentioned that she's a musician. But so I was like, oh, but I guess nice to know about Danielle. When we landed on her apartment and I saw she meant the video game from 2005? <laughs> 2007, maybe? Yeah. Rock band. <laughs> Rock band. And she, the look on her face when he said we can put it, the drum set in a bin, and she goes, But no, Sam, it got even worse. Remember when he was like, oh, what's that? And he, she was like, oh, I like to play guitar for people when they come over. I genuinely assumed she was going to pick up a real guitar. <laughs> she picked up a pink inflatable, like that you would give to like a three-year-old. It's what you win at like a fair, yes. at like the circus. Like, like you wouldn't actually even things. give it as a present. You would be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> You threw the ball and missed. You got this. It's Yeah. And someone tweeted the funniest thing. You know, of course, then they sit down in their little hot dog costumes and whatever he was supposed to be. Well, yeah, she comes out in her hot be. dog, a corn. He was, that's what he was? <laughs> he was corn on the cop. And someone said basically all he was seeing was his table breaking and the shipment <laughs> emails, the delayed emails he was going to get every five days that was like back-ordered, back-ordered, back-ordered <laughs> He saw his life flash. He saw his ancestors. He saw his future. When she was genuinely upset that he was like, well, I don't want my table to be broken. And she was like, but like we dance on tables. I was like, I'm sorry. And mind you, all of this is being discussed well in costume, which is one of my favorite things on reality television, like Housewives and stuff, is when they get in arguments in costumes. It's one of my favorites. No, I will say there wasn't a lot of costume work in season one of Love is Blind, so they really, you know, push new territory with that scene. I'm also obsessed with Nick and group scenes. When they go to, like, dinner with everyone, and he is so fucking messy, he's running around like, oh my god, Natalie, she's so crazy. She's so fucking crazy. She's a horror. (laughs) (laughs) To Shayna, that wreck of a human. That was, like, diabolical. The things that this woman was saying to Shane. No, I mean, I love that she was like, you know what I'm going to do? She's so she's so fucking dumb. She's like, I'm going to call Natalie and then, like, plant this seed. It's like, she thinks she's like a fucking mastermind. She's playing chess. <laughs> she's playing Connect Four, this idiot. She's, mm-hmm. And then, of course, she's playing with an idiot man, Shane, who I know you and a lot of people are giving credit for, like, how he handled the... He basically Listen, just sat there and I listened. I think he just shook... I think it just surprised us. Like, I was prepared for him to be, like, well, Shayna, like that. But he wasn't. I think we he was were all prepared like, for him to, like, just fall for it and start making out yeah, with her. And that's because what I mean. he basically was like, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, he's <laughs> we like, were like, I like he's Natalie. A saint. But I also really love Natalie. Like, I'm a Natalie girl. Like, I want to be Natalie is a disaster. Why? The way she talked to her parents in the last episode... <laughs> And this is my favorite thing about Love is Blind. These people will meet with their family members, close friends, and talk about what they're up to as if it's normal and be shocked when people are like, what are you saying to me right now? They're like, I didn't tell my mother, my father, or my best friend that I was going into the pods and possibly getting engaged. So I'm going to tell them now and I'm sure they'll support me. It's like, no. People are like, what? My parents would be like, is that why you weren't returning our texts? Her mother truly slapped her hand when she showed her the ring, which was my I favorite moment. I loved her mother. Her mother's I a star. I loved her mother. A star. Uh, no, do you want to talk about your Jared and his bed? I know was quite upsetting to you. Jared is our hair care specialist, I believe is the Chiron they're giving him. He has a folding chair yes. in his living room and a pair of clippers. I just want to set the scene. He was also stabbed by his friend. I feel like that's being overlooked. One of, from his, I was it his friend? I thought it was one of his associates in his multiple, like, side hustles. No, it's a friend. Stabbed. Jared is terrifying. Terrifying, but. You do like Ayana. I love her. I think she obviously has issues. Like I think she is you. Just problems. like, her insecurities are laid bare. Like, she'll just, in the sense that it's like she's gone to enough therapy to identify her problems. Yes. And now she's like, 
you know, I'm really just needy and I don't know what yeah. I'm going to do about it. It's like, sweetie, like, <laughs> keep sweet. going to therapy. Solve it. That's No, that's literally me to a T. I think that that's probably why I'm like, I like this this little girl. But I She's like gorgeous. how he kind of – Gorgeous. But I also kind of like how he, like, handles her. Like, she'll say things and he just kind of is like – he's just there for her and he scoops her up and – Then he heads out and goes and takes shots and does weird slow motion dances. Listen, he just is a party animal. He's got to reel that in. But um, my final thought is I hate. Oh, I know who's coming. Mal and Sal. Yeah, Mallory and Sal. What's his name? Salary? No, that's not his name. Salamander? Salvador. (laughs) It's like, Mallory? I was like, what is his name? Whatever could that salary. man's name be? His name is Salary. His name is Salary uh, from now on. Him no, and his fucking she lost guitar. me. She lost me the first fucking minute that she said, "I'm a guy's girl." I said, "I'm out." Get fucked. She reminds me. Now I've gone on a real journey with them because there was a couple in the first season, Kenny and Kelly, who I hated, and I found Kelly so triggering to me because it was like, Kelly, you're an idiot. You're not going to get anyone better than Kenny. You need to like. And she was like, "I don't know if I'm attracted to Kenny," and I was like, "Sweetie." There's nothing out there for you. You need to take this man. Yeah, you gotta take it. And I thought that's where we were with Mal and Sal. Mal and Mallory and Salary. <laughs> and we've just tripped lower and lower. And they're just two people. I have such disdain for people who shouldn't be on television who are. It's like you are you shouldn't be on TV. No, I know. I feel that deeply. Guys, it's a great and, show. And I would smash the guitar. Well, you know, I believe in the men who play music to prison pipeline. Just go right to jail. I I can't with men. I hate it. It's disgusting. It's like you're not a professional musician. Who wants to see that? Not not me. I don't even like to see men sing really in general. No. It's like, like disgusting like, to me. I like a pop princess. Like, yeah, I like it's a like men, singing isn't what I want. Maybe a man can like be in the background strumming on a guitar like with mm-hmm. no light on them. But when they try to step up I like up a and man sing, that's a drummer. I a think drummer. That's sexy. Yeah. But stay. But a singer. Stay where you belong. In the back. And that's off screen for Salary and Mallory. Sal- Salary and Mallory. Wish them nothing but the worst. Truly. I think next Friday is our finale. Then we'll. Then, then they'll throw a reunion at us. Um, hopefully, Do you think we'll get a reunion. They have a reunion. It's hosted by those two blocks of just idiots. What are the Jessica? What are their names? Jessica and Nick, Nick? and no, Vanessa wait. Lachey. Vanessa Lachey. <laughs> I was like, Jessica yeah. and Nick aren't together anymore. So I doubt they're hosting. No, that. haven't been for quite some time. But I did. I hate Nick Lachey. I think he's a bad person. And I hated in the first episode when he tried to do the joke from the first season. It was like, sir, that wasn't a joke where we were we were making fun of you with the obviously I'm Nick Lachey. Don't bring it back. Don't bring it back. I don't really hate him. I mean, I hate John Mayer for what he did to Jessica. And you should hate Nick Lachey, too, for what he did to Jessica. I mean, he just stole all her money. No, Chris. (laughs) But she did, as she said in that book, I'll make it back, give or take a billion. And she did. She did. She's killing it with that Jessica Simpson accessories. Oh, yeah. If you want a cheap bag or some affordable heels, mm-hmm. who else to sell oh, you that but Jessica Simpson? if you Simpson? think I wasn't at Kohl's shopping for a platform Jessica Simpson pump in She's 2011, you're mistaken. She's a genius. John Mayer is disgusting, and I hate that she dated Johnny Knoxville, who is somehow back in the cultural zeitgeist. I don't know. John's been pretty good. But I, I, let's move on before you say something I'll never forgive. Johnny Knoxville? Were you about to say you find Johnny Knoxville attractive? No. Okay, thank God. Oh. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> let's move on. Let's get into Sex in the City, shall we? Okay, yes. Let's finally get started here. Well, a little episode synopsis. Carrie tries to upgrade a casual buddy. Miranda dates a mean maniac. Samantha considers cozying up to her neighbors. And Charlotte explores the world of double booking. What'd you think of this episode just right up top? I related deeply to this episode. It was like watching a bi- it was like watching like my biography. <laughs> well, then that explains why I didn't care for it because that's a story right. I didn't need to see. <laughs> yeah, I just, no, I related to Carrie so deeply. It just felt like such a filler episode again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because we're taking these week by week, it was like, well, I don't think I liked last week, and now we're at another filler app. It's like, come on. Chris, we hated last week. 
What was that? Oh, okay. games people play. <laughs> I don't think we talked about we, the episode at all. We burned that episode to the ground. Yeah, people were like, we would have liked to hear you guys actually talk about the show. That was like, well, there well, was none to talk you're about. You're going to get what you get with this podcast. Yeah, you get what you get and you don't get upset. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess you could say that the episode is about the women trying to break their usual patterns, which I will say I think is an interesting idea for an episode of Sex and the City, but the execution mm-hmm. is all over the place. Yeah. Should we hear the monologue and then get into it? Yeah. I wondered, were we all just victims of conditioned responses, doomed to repeat the same unconscious relationship patterns? Were we all, in fact, just dating the same person over and over again? Now, this episode is titled The Fuck Buddy. Did Sex and the City coin that term? I did a lot of Googling, and I was able to see that Friends with Benefits was actually coined by Alanis Morissette on her first album. Okay. Although she's refer- she's using the term differently on that album, but that is the first time it was said, and then people extrapolated out. But I couldn't find any other, like, idea of the fuck buddy. Okay. Maybe they did. Excuse me. Fuck buddy? What is a fuck buddy? Oh, come on. A fuck buddy is a guy you probably dated once or twice and it didn't really go anywhere, but the sex is so great you sort of keep him on call. Ooh, he's like dial dick. You, you mean you just call this guy up when you're, you know, horny? Mm-hmm. Yes. And he just comes right over. Well, he's not a slave, sweetheart. He does have a life. So you don't really have to know about it. And you're generally guaranteed delivery within Manhattan in six hours or less. And you guys all have one. Well... Mine moved to Chicago, but now we have phone sex. What's he doing in Chicago? I have absolutely no idea. I mean, by the time I watched this episode for the first time... It was already out there for us It all. was already out there. So yeah. I will give them that. I do think, and guys, if I'm wrong, don't you don't need to tell me. Just let Chris think he's right. Yeah, or just like correct me, but like it, it, just say it out loud and I promise it'll get to me. So spiritually, mm-hmm. I I will find out I'm wrong if I am. Yeah. On one of your morning walks to get coffee, it will just like, you'll stop and it I'll will, just think like, oh, like Maggie from Cincinnati just is listening to the podcast and said I'm wrong. And it'll just all collate together. Maggie from Cincinnati. You know, yes. Maggie Joe. Shout Hall, out to Max. Uh, yeah. Academy Award nominee for The Lost Daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Should we start with Charlotte? Yes. So we're at... Like, yoga, and the women are talking about fuck buddies, and that doesn't they spur talk her way too on much to... In yoga. What'd you say? They talk way too much in yoga. I would tell them to shut the fuck up. And for four women who, to me, don't seem that into fitness or care, it's like, why are they doing group yoga? This is, like, the third time we've seen them do it. I know. It's like, it's hard to even get schedules aligned to get friends together. I think together. they give that up eventually. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't need to I see the women like... in that downward dog position. No. Put them at the diner and let's move on. Yeah, but I would have been so annoyed. Oh, but the as if you were in the class with them. Yeah, I'd be like, shut it up. It is meant to be like a silent, like, healing space. Yeah, and they're like, you fuck your friend. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my god. But I appreciate that it really doesn't spur Charlotte on to get a fuck buddy, but to become more adventurous and break her own dating pattern of not asking men out. Are you like, will you not ask a man out? Although I guess dating apps have really changed that. Or do you always wait until the man does it? I don't know. I'm pretty forward about like moving from the dating app to a phone number. Like I'm like, are you like, if we're having like really good conversation, I'm like, are you going to ask me for for my number? But I normally don't ask them out. Can I tell you that every time I do, I'm at that point, almost every single time I Google, can someone steal your money with your phone number? Chris. <laughs> every it's like and I'm what's always, the answer that you get um yes they can <laughs> what yeah i don't like it always i'm always like you know i'm got i feel like this guy's okay but could he steal all my money if i give him my own <laughs> and oh i google it God. and then i find like one i find the same article that makes me feel okay and then the first is like the first few were like absolutely your whole identity could be stolen with just your phone number do not give it to anyone wow Never mind. So, that ladies and gays, my... keep your number to yeah. yourself. But would you ask a man out? You'll give your number and say, "Let's switch to texting." But would yeah. do you wait or go for it and say, "Like I would prefer to wait, but I'd go for it." And I guess same. 
Like, I just don't care. Any man who, I mean, I have a theory that any man who talks to me longer than 20 minutes, I'm like, he's absolutely gay and in love with me. Because what else does he want out of this? (laughs) Right. And so I'm prone to just being like, let's just grab a drink. (laughs) Yeah. I think, like, now with dating apps, like you said, it makes it so much different. Like, it totally shifts that. But I did enjoy the women, like, telling Charlotte about how she is when she's in a relationship or when she's dating. I think that that's always interesting to get. Because you always hear, like, them talk to Carrie. And I think it's very obvious Samantha's MO with dating or Miranda kind of. But, like, with Charlotte, it's a little – I don't know. I thought that that was fun. I think it's also nice for Charlotte, and it's a kind of a call to end just like that when they talk about smug Charlotte, that Mm -hmm. I think Charlotte's ideas is that, well, these women are kind of disasters, and at least while I might not be married, I am dating correctly. Yeah. So it's nice when they are like, no, what you do is set unrealistic expectations, then the man fails, and you break up with them. Like, let's not pretend you're not insane also. Right. I love that. So she, you know... Hangs out after yoga and meets up with Eric and asks him about, what did you think of Eric? He looks like every guy that we've ever seen in this show. Yeah, he was giving janky Adam Scott. Yes, (laughs) yes. And I was really upset by her, like, tunic that she was wearing. It was heinous. Okay. It was green. It was disgusting. Yeah, he, you know... I barely like Adam Scott. Like, I'm not attracted to him. So this guy, so a janky version of him is not going to really do it for me. I know. I'm like, this is the guy you're risking it all for, Charlotte? This? And of course, he's like, yeah, I'd love to go out. It's like, well, yeah, who else would want you, buddy? (laughs) Right. You should be so lucky. If anything, I would not have asked him out because this is the kind of guy who should have, although maybe he like knows his place. He's like, I'm not shooting my shot with Charlotte York. Of course. That's 100% what he was thinking. But they go out, they're having dinner, and I don't know, their date to me just seemed like my version of a nightmare. The way they were talking about, like, some kind of vintage TV show. Then she asks how many kids he wants, and he says two, and she goes, perfect. Which is, like, obviously, one of each, one of each. And it's like, yeah, like, that is the most standard route. Like, you'd think three would actually have been a perfect answer to Charlotte, because it shows a real commitment to family. Two, one of each is just kind of like, yeah, I've got this answer down. Yeah. I know. I don't know. I'm, you know, starting to be at that age where that's like a conversation you have on like a first date is they ask you about kids. And I have to tread very lightly because I'm someone that wants like a ton of kids. Well, no, when you say a ton, how many? Seven? Oh, I used to want like What is like this? Six. Like the parent trap? Yeah, I used Not to the want parent like five trap. Or six. What's that show? Brady Bunch. Yeah, the Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch. <laughs> the parent trap there was two kids. Two kids, thank um, God. No, I used to want like so many. And now you understand that that's like economically not really feasible. <laughs> All like, that. I'm like, I'll have as many as I can afford. Which will probably be so one. I'll have, yeah. <laughs> So it looks like I'm just having Ruby. Yeah, I was going to say, so yeah. Ruby and Barb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just was really not feeling Eric. I was glad that Charlotte got out of there. Not Have you ever it. double booked? No, I haven't. I've done like days like where I'll go like out on like a Friday and then like a Saturday with someone, but I've never double booked the same day. I have double you booked. You have. In, yeah, I'll do, but never like back to back where I'm like, <laughs> hold on, I got to get <laughs> out of here. Lock the ticket. I've done, like, a day date and a night date, but, like, not, like, where it's, like... Did you like one more than the other? I mean, I've done it so often that I'm sure I've probably gone through all scenarios where I hated both, liked both, hated one, loved the other. Um, I will say once I was on a very bad date, but then I noticed a guy in the corner who I liked. I got rid of the guy I hated and then, like, sidled up to the guy I liked. Your life is so fascinating So I just, like, you know, threw one out. Yeah, you got the other did one. A, did, a, did a round robin of the block like I often like to do if I'm enjoying the converse. If I'm enjoying the vibe of the place or I know the bartender, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back and debrief with my one of my friends about how awful mm-hmm. that guy was. But what's never wow. happened to me is what happened to Charlotte. <laughs> well, she did back to back. Back like, to back it is was insane. Like, First of all, she'll be t- I did love her line of, I'm just wondering how I'm going to eat two dinners. Yeah, it's true. So she heads out with Bachelor number two, who I thought was gorgeous. Tall. That jawline. Beautiful. I didn't like that he didn't have a name. I know. I'm like, who is this? No wonder she had him later. 
Because he is more of a night. He looked more in nighttime. He looked more like, and they went, I love the idea of, and maybe it's just because I think of the show still, even though I'm this now the age of these people, mm-hmm. I still think of the show because I watched it when I was 11, like, oh, how adult. And yes. yet they were like, oh, they went out for mussels and like fries. And I'm like, oh, that's one of my favorite meals and a great date yeah. meal. So it's like, I was like, oh, but no, when you're watching it, I'm like them now. This is gross. I know. I'm not 12 no, anymore where dating seems fun. It's just monotonous. Ugh, it's like exhausting. The worst. But then, so she makes out with Bachelor number two and fucking Eric comes out because he dropped off chicken noodle soup. Now, also, Eric is a serial killer because this is Thank their first you. date. Charlotte? Eric, what are, you, what are you doing here? I was just leaving you some chicken soup for your throat. But I see you've healed. Who is this guy? I'm the guy she had dinner with before you. You you double booked us? Hey, hey, don't feel bad, bud. At least you got the late shift. It means you get to take her upstairs. I don't think so. Hey, you know what? Enjoy the soup. Hey, you going uptown? Yeah, west side. Want to share a cab? Sure. From that moment on, Charlotte developed a new pattern. She made it a rule never to take advice from her friends again. Eric is a psycho. If a man I'd gone on a date with circled back to bring me chicken noodle soup, now I want everyone who's like at home like, but he's nice. That's a nice thing to do. Look inside yourself. That's an insane thing to do for someone. Yeah, it's an insane thing to do for someone that you've just had dinner with who says they're not feeling good and then you're going to come over. Like, that's the last thing I want when I'm sick. I've had men in my life be like, oh, do you need me to bring you anything? No. I look like a goblin. No, I do think he left it with the doorman. Oh, okay. And the doorman was going to take it upstairs. But it's just like, I don't know. I think there is a certain level of stay in the lane of what a gesture is appropriate for that moment. That's like, oh, to me, that's like boyfriend behavior. (laughs) Major boyfriend material. And I know our bar is so low for men of what we expect that even we're like, I guess a boyfriend might bring you chicken noodle soup. I'm like, when I'm someone's boyfriend, they're sick. I'm like, actually, I don't want to see you or hear from you until you quarantine for 10 days. Exactly. I'm like, get a COVID test. Talk to me then. I'm like, don't even text. Even before COVID, I was like, actually, I'd prefer not even to hear from your text because I think your mental capacity is probably down and they won't be as funny. So, like, just stay to yourself. Right. And when I'm sick, when I'm that person, like, I don't want to talk to anyone. No. Like, so I just, yeah, no. No, what bothered me was that Bachelor number two, so Eric shows up and says to Bachelor number two, at least you got the second shift. Oh, I hated that. And Bachelor number two is like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want her either. How dare they, how dare she double book us? I feel like Bachelor number two should have been like, yeah, buddy, get out of here. We're going upstairs. Well, all... (laughs) Well, also, for anyone who thinks Eric is a nice guy for baking soup, he was like, oh, I didn't even get to go upstairs with you. Yeah. It's like, you're nasty, you little string bean. I just think a better, a more a more truthful way that could have broken down would be for Eric to have been angry, and then Bachelor number two to have been presumptuous once Eric said that, of like, yeah, we're going upstairs, and Charlotte to look at him like, no, you're no, staying down here. And then yeah. she leaves and says, now she's learned not to take advice from her friends. Yeah. The way it worked out is like, are these two going to get together? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they literally got in a cab together. Where are you going, uptown? I'm like, are you, oh, this is weird. I don't know. I Again, I'm the like, execution. Also, what is uptown in New York? Just, you know, up. They're in Manhattan, so like <laughs> further up, like closer to Harlem. Oh. Oh, I, I don't know. Like up, wherever you are. Like they're going uptown. Oh, okay. I think I've that's never, not. I, do people say that in real life? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just wondering. But that's kind of the Charlotte storyline. Want to get into Samantha? Mm-hmm. Who's in the pods? <laughs> She's got a wall between her and her lover, her love interest this episode. Love is blind. And then it. And then it is. Then the wall came up. <laughs> And then the doors opened and she saw, no, no, no. And she said, no, thank you. So, guys, (laughs) that's that storyline. There's really not much else to talk about. There's really, yeah. She heard people fucking. She was into it. She wanted to join. No. Who I have to talk about is the standout in this episode for me, Jesus. Oh, okay. Excuse me, Jesus. 
Hi. I was just wondering, do you know who lives in that apartment right there? Yes. Yes. Very nice. Uh, musician. His wife, a uh, dancer. Really? And are they nice looking? Yes. Very nice. Very good. Okay, then. Carry on. No, guys, I know it's like racist and problematic, but I think that actor did a great job with the little... He was making me laugh just with his very nice, yes. I don't know, just, like, everything, the whole, everything he was doing, like, the way he chose to portray, like, I'm sure that actor does not have that cadence of speak, and I just thought, maybe he does, but he was very well used in that brief moment. Yeah, he made an impact. Absolutely. So and Smith looked real sexy. Uh, you will, no, we have talked about how we hate her bedroom, because it's like the the artistic director was like, Samantha's sexy, so this is what she has. I, she has yeah, red satin you know I sheets. I thought that her coming out in that costume later was insane. It was. I loved it. <laughs> she looked it crazy. Was so, she looked insane. She looked... So she looked like Jen Shaw's like reunion look with the feathers, <laughs> feathers like, bows, feathers, the red lip. I never. Okay, this is something I will never understand, ladies. I need your advice on this. I love a bold red lip. Yeah, but like if you're if you know you're gonna fuck, why are you wearing that lip? Because it gets everywhere. I think because it's like alluring. I don't think it's alluring. I think it's stressful. <laughs> Yeah, so that's really, you know, that's to, keep it. It, to keep it really short, she was in the pods, the wall went up, she didn't like it, she rolled out. She was she was like, oh. Jesus served as kind of the, you know, Nick Lachey role. <laughs> he was yeah. both Nick and Vanessa Lachey. And yeah. honestly, he had more stark quality than either of them, in my opinion. Either I Get him to host Love is Blind. I'm so tired of this apartment. When does she move? Next season? Oh, Samantha? Yeah. I think the finale of season two, she le- she moves. Okay, well, obviously she has to move by the end of season three because she's there for the. I think that the- that's the episode that yeah. we're dreading. <laughs> the one that there are two I'm really not looking forward to, and they oh, both include exactly. Samantha like- storylines. I'm not looking yeah. forward to her dating that black man, and I'm not looking forward to the episode Cockadoodle Do, which is just so upsetting as a title. Yeah. Well, I also want to clarify that it's not, we are not upset that she's dating a black guy. Yes. And I want to remind everyone that I am black. Yeah. Like, just to. Before before you write that comment. Yeah. Because you're like, that that one where she dates that black black guy. guy. (laughs) It's like. Like, That's not the problem. Thank you for catching that. Because what I I meant was. was I just the had a problematic even, nature like, of that storyline. But yes, thank oh, you for catching that. <laughs> yeah. There goes Samantha again, doing my black guy. It's like, who wants to see that? Not on my screen. <laughs> so let's talk about Miranda, who's dating Kevin, who is an awful just piece of shit human being. What'd you think of Kevin? He's a monster. Monster. A monster of epic proportions. And who I have dated has many, no redeemable qualities. I've dated many men who are, are negative, and that's like their thing. Like a shtick. Yeah, and it's like nothing makes me someone who can be very pessimistic, optimistic than being around someone who's really negative. It's like you gotta I, chill. Yeah. And so he's like, the movie sucked, and this cab sucks, and fuck this place. He's yelling at her that she can't. she's not getting the cab correctly. I don't know why Miranda even is on this date. I mean, this guy is really abusive. No, in- incredibly abusive. And it's it, we're, it's framed in such a way like where we're supposed to be laughing. Are we? About certain things. And I'm like, I'm not laughing. Like, this is scary. And also, like, I'm the same way. Like, I've dated people who are you know, negative or whatever. And it can be funny, but after a while it gets like really exhausting. It's annoying. And like when, whenever you go out to dinner and they're complaining, it's like, I can't, I can't. That's where I draw the line. I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah. I don't like a complainer. No, I hate the complaint. And as we, you know, I complain a lot on this podcast, but. And that's what many would say this whole podcast is, is us complaining about sex in the city. It's us complaining, but 
It's coming from a loving place, a critical place, like where we're using our critical thinking skills sometimes. We're trying to. We're trying. I mean, maybe. Maybe critical thinking skills is not the right word. No. But <laughs> however, I just, however I, he's just so nasty. And like, I'm just like, why are you with this person? Well, she's with him because his forceful nature, she enjoys in the bedroom. I will say I thought that was kind of hot. What? Kevin's a maniac, but like, she really he seemed to gets- enjoy being told what to do. Like, spread your legs, put your hands up. And then he started kissing her neck. She was it. She was feeling it. Yeah. I thought it was no, well I framed. That. I liked seeing the well, why Miranda's bathroom light was on. Like, she just left it on. But I thought it was well framed, the shot. Um, mm-hmm. And so she's in it for the good dicking down. Yeah, but I don't think his dick is that worth it. No, not for how evil he is. No. Now, she's telling the girls about this and why she continues to date him and how she really does hate his behavior outside of the bedroom but loves it in the bedroom. And the women say that Miranda's attracted to angry men, but we have not seen that. That is not a pattern we've seen. Yes, she didn't like Skipper, but the other men she's dated who we've seen have been like, nice. Steve was nice. The weird thing is, when he tells me what to do in life, it drives me crazy. But when he tells me what to do during sex, it really drives me crazy. Uh, It's totally hot. That looks like a good spot. Everybody check for part two. I mean, isn't that funny? That what I hate in life, I love in sex? So how about if you limit your contact with him to just sex? Oh, that's a nice, healthy relationship. The thing is, I'm not ready yet to throw in the towel. No, you're just ready to wrap it around his neck. <laughs> He's going through a very stressful time waiting to make partner at his firm. When that finally works out, I think maybe he'll lighten up a bit. Or maybe you should just face the fact that you're attracted to angry guys. Deviled eggs? Wait a second. Hold the eggs. What about Skipper? He never got angry. Yeah, and you dumped him. Fits a pattern. I don't have a pattern. In math, randomness is considered a pattern. Yes, and I'm what they call a prime number. But also, like, the religious guy who wanted to shower was nice. The guy who wanted to spank her, who wanted her to spank him, was nice. It's like, they've been, like... the ophthalmologist. He seemed lovely. A king! With his own shortcomings, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. But I just felt like, Carrie, shut the fuck up. Like, that's not true. Yeah, but also, it's like, if it is, I wish we would have seen more of that. Yeah, she just said it like it was empirically true, which to me means we needed to have seen it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think her rebuke of Skipper because he's nice is enough to prove she likes mean men. Also, Skipper is not just nice. He's also, like, the fucking worst. No, I know. That's what I mean, though. The the standard for men is in the fucking toilet. Just because you're nice doesn't mean that, like, I need to be in love with you. And then when he strolled into that restaurant later and is like, hey, babe, and then or screams at the waitress to order a beer and she, like, goes and fixes it. I got chills. Ladies, gay men, if you have been a Miranda at that moment, run. Immediately. Like, if you have to, like, constantly tiptoe on on eggshells... No, this is not the relationship for you. And he finally makes partner and is still an asshole. So all of her yeah. excuses for him, are, she's fi- she finally snaps and is like, I got to get out of here. Later that week, Kevin experienced a dream come true. He was made a full partner of the law firm where he worked. He took Miranda out to celebrate. A toast to a very happy occasion. Oh, yeah. I'm falling all over myself with glee. Now I get to work 60 hours a week for pretty much the same salary. I'm walking on air. Can't we enjoy your success for one fucking second? No, it just pisses me off. You don't get how much pressure I'm under. You really do live in Never Never Land, don't you? By the way, if there's a difference between this $100 bottle of champagne and the crap they sell for 29 bucks, it takes a more delicate palate than mine to detect it. I don't know. Well, I like the champagne, and the bread is fabulous. Oh, my God. Look at those flowers. Don't piss me off. Where are you going? Back to Never Never Land. And by the way, never, never call me again. Have a nice day. What? Miranda broke her pattern in a way that she had never expected. The angry guy had turned her into a cockeyed optimist. Yeah, she's like, you're fucking rude. She's like, you're complaining about everything. You're nasty. 
And also, his palate isn't good if he can't taste the difference between a $29 bottle of champagne and the $100 bottle. There's something wrong with him. He's disgusting. But also, like, just shut up and just drink it. Yeah, you just made partner. We're spending money. Yeah, (laughs) we're spending money. Yeah. But then she runs into your favorite character. And let's just talk about old Skipper who's back. We say hello again to Skip Skip and goodbye. And now I really do think he's gone. Although God knows he might pop up one more time and we're like, there he goes again. Yeah. No, I think he's gone for good. No, he is. This is his last scene. Okay, good. Because I didn't need to see that man again. They really brought him out. I'm sure that poor actor was like waiting for his contract. Yeah, he was like, oh, God, I, I'm going to film They were like, again. we've introduced Steve. We no longer need you. <laughs> and then they were like, we'll bring you back for one scene. Because honestly, that could have been Steve. Totally. But I will say, like, seeing Skipper right after seeing this train wreck of a human being, I was like, Skipper did look good. <laughs> you felt like Miranda. I did. I was like. Now, I want to talk about the first actress who's breaking up with Skipper at the beginning. Her voice is so velvety. It's like, Skipper. Yeah. I was like, who is this woman? She's a star. Get her on in just like that. Very sexy. Very sexy And those women were way too beautiful for Skipper, so he's doing something right. But I'm just glad to see him gone. The George O'Malley of this show is gone. And I hope he also got hit by a bus. Okay. Put Skipper in the pods. Put, put Skipper in the pods. Let's get into... Oh, we should also say that this is a nice... Another example in some ways, right? Miranda chasing Skipper down the street. Is that not just Miranda chasing Che to Los Angeles? She always wants what's right out of her always. She's always She's always... Trying to upgrade. Running after. Yeah, always. Now let's get into Miss Bradshaw this episode. This was... Uh... This is my least favorite Carrie storyline we've seen yet. I don't disagree, but I have been her. Like, it's it was crazy. It was like watching me. So she's falling into bad breakup behavior, and she's going out, drinking too much, sleeping too late, eating greasy Chinese food. Do you have any breakup rituals? I don't know. I don't think so. I only have one that's like immediate, like right after. What? I have a salad and watch the way we were. Chris, that's like so nice. I know. So it's not at all (laughs) self-destructive? No, I'm like, that's like, sounds so pleasant. Yeah. I think for me, it's not just like, I guess I do. Like I'm very similar to her where I like eat like really, really bad. I just like, I'm sleeping all the time. And I only let myself, well, actually, I shouldn't say only let myself. I'm not a big, I'm a very big crier. Like, I cry at the drop of a hat, but I'm not someone who can sustain sadness. Yeah, you're not like a wallower. So I cry, I get it out. Like, once I start feeling it coming, I'm like, okay, sit, embrace this. We're going to get it all out because, like, I'm not going to do this a second time. Right. You being a crier was one of the biggest surprises of all time. Oh, I cry at commercials. You I cry, cry all the time. I cried every. I cried this morning, just like walking down the street listening to a song, the Hairspray soundtrack. What song? Just Good Morning Baltimore. It was like I was walking around the city, <laughs> listening oh, to the original, remembering when I saw the show. I was like, "This is a beautiful moment." Wow. Everything makes me cry. It's why when a movie or TV show doesn't make me cry, I actually get angry. I'm like, I am the right audience for this, so you really failed. Yeah. And it doesn't take much. No. Clearly. (laughs) Clearly. I've cried watching your Instagram lives, and we know they're chaotic. I know. When you said that, I was like, because I know that you're actually crying. Chris is not. When Chris is like... OMG, I'm crying. It's like he really is. There are like, like tears streaming down my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and they can oh come at God. a moment's notice. Sometimes. A drop of a hat. But I'm not someone who can sustain it. Like, oh, I'm going to be sad about the same thing for. I think maybe because it's like, well, I'm going to cry about this breakup now. And then like 20 minutes later, I'm going to watch like an episode of Gilmore Girls and Lorelai's going to like hold hands with Rory and then I'm going to lose my. Sh- it's like there's no reason for me to. I'm going to come to some right. tears soon. Yeah. 
I will say one thing I love is that she uses the phrase restless in this episode a few times. And that will come back in season four when she calls Big and she asks him if he's feeling restless. And so I like that idea of that's like Carrie's sex term. Like, hey, are you feeling restless? Because I am. Yeah. So she's feeling restless and she calls John, who's her fuck buddy and some kind of phone beeper salesman. Yeah. I always think What'd you think of John John? Um... The Mayhem Man? (laughs) Excuse me? He's from the commercials. Oh, I've never seen those commercials. I know him as Dennis from 30 Rock. He's he's Liz's... He's kind of Liz's fuck buddy and old boyfriend who comes back again and again and is awful. No, what is Mayhem? Is that some sort of energy drink? Those insurance commercials... Those commercials, those insurance commercials, and the insurance is called mayhem. That doesn't. No, but he he's mayhem. Oh, he causes so, the like, mayhem. He causes the problems. Got it. I'll have to look. This sounds really... much more like his character on Thirty Rock than kind of a dumb dumb who's causing trouble. Yeah, he also he was in SVU, so like I always think of him as a cop, like always. He was on, I believe, the show Rescue Me, where he was a firefighter who died in nine eleven. So he seemed to have a lot of touchstones for that actor. Don't have a real, don't yeah. have a name on him. <laughs> if you, yeah, we're like, he wasn't this. But we seem to go through his credits quite quickly. I know, don't know his name. But um, John, I get the appeal of just wanting to fuck John. Do you? Yeah. Why wouldn't she have called I Jeremiah? I never want to speak to him. Remember Jeremiah? He was the a bullfrog? bullfrog? The cater waiter? Um, because this is like a lot easier. You think John is hotter than Jeremiah? I don't think he's hotter. I said I think he's easier. I think like he's easy. You just are like come over at six thirty. Okay, he'll be there at six thirty. It's it's a good time. I just feel like again we have a deep bench of characters we met in season one. Let's call back to Jeremiah. Well, actually, I think we met Jeremiah earlier this season. Let's call let's call back to Jeremiah. Let's call back to um that man Barkley. Capote Duncan. I just want to see some of our stars. Capote Duncan. I'll kill myself. Shout out to Big Little Eyes. It just turned five. Isn't that crazy? That was five years ago. <laughs> it feels like two days even... ago and also a decade it does. ago. I know. When I saw that, I was like, five years. Now, she tries to take old John John to sushi, and he thinks that <laughs> she he called her over to go down on her, which is just like John. And I did like yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker's like, reaction of like, no, no, no. Yeah, she was like, oh, we're going to go to a sushi restaurant. And he thought. And he has like a little look like, ooh, yeah, baby, sushi. It's like, sir, please. It's like no woman would ever refer to their vagina <laughs> as sushi. Ever. Yeah. Ever. It would be a but strange I, Chris, ass. I don't think you understand, like. Recently, as recently as September, this happened to me. That you invited a man over for sushi? No. This but like this really this type of like relationship. So I had a fuck buddy for three years. And I mean like it was genuinely like the easiest thing in the world. Your Logan Huntsberger, that guy? Yes. Yes. And then I was like, I then I then he like started to catch feelings and I was like, okay, maybe I should like try to date him. Like, why not? Uh, well, I remember that and you and didn't then you throw I up. Did. Yes. I threw <laughs> up. You text me like, um, I threw up. Yeah. Like I just from kissing him. Like I hate his personality. Hated it. And I was like, I was Carrie. Like when she was like, I need the sake. I was like, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Immediate drinks. I literally, when he came over, I went. We went to bed at nine thirty. He was well, like, that "Sounds great." Do you normally to go me. to bed so early? I go, "Yeah, I go to bed super early." <laughs> like, that sounds lovely to me. No, I, but it's because I couldn't talk to him anymore. I know, and I'm now that I'm thinking, like, I don't think I've ever had a fuck buddy, but I did have, and this is going to sound weird, like a love buddy. A love buddy? That sounds like a relationship. After basically, I'd finished my salad, and the way we were wrapped up. A few days after that, he was like someone who I could reach out to. And if he was around or in town, and even if he wasn't in town, we would like chat on the phone. And we had this easy chemistry that would rekindle my desire to like date. So it wasn't like someone who like helped, because I'm not very sexually motivated. It was like, oh, romance and chemistry can happen. 
But we yeah. never really tried to make anything happen between the two of us. We just had this very interesting. easy way of speaking, and we'd go on long walks together. I love your walks. And then I would feel like, okay, great, I can do this again, but not with him. For some reason, I was like, yeah, not with you. I have no desire to yeah. make this work. Mostly because I need this. Like, I'm going to need you to right. for later. To Like, if I fuck you, if I fuck this up, who am I going to talk to after that? Yeah, you're fucked. So, um, yeah, you did you have know, a love He's buddy. now married, so we don't really have that relationship anymore. Although he does reach out on occasion. I think he might listen to this, so I won't say his <laughs> name. <laughs> well, hey. whoever you are. Hey, girly. Hey, hey, girly. I thought John was disgusting at that sushi place. Oh, he made me. I was triggered deeply. But you know, I you know, I don't like men who don't like, or people in general. I shouldn't say just men. This really is just anyone. I don't like people who aren't who are very selective eaters. Like, I'm not a picky eater person. I hate picky eaters. I feel like you just need like Nothing a part of being an adult is like having a palate and trying new foods. It's like you shouldn't be like, oh my god, eel. I'll just have a hamburger. That's like my least favorite kind of person. No, and it's so unattractive. It's like, gross and not could, worldly. You could try we're sashimi, world like, people. I mean, listen. I mean, you mostly eat Taco Bell and, as you said earlier, Trader Joe's dumplings. I literally, I ate a Starburst at 9 a.m. Like, I've been eating Starburst since <laughs> 9 a.m. I do love a good Starburst. I'm not a sweets person, but I love a nonsense oh. candy at a movie. That's usually where I'll get, like, my sweetest fish. Oh, I love a candy. It's I'm not like, a I love girl. a nonsense candy. And people are like, what's going on? I'm like, I'll never have a piece of chocolate. Nope. But um, but I'll eat Starburst fave red packs all day. <laughs> yeah, give me a Starburst and a glass of orange wine. I'm ha- I'm one happy camper. <laughs> no, but John really uh, disgusted me. And I was like, Carrie hates this man. And I that was literally me with this guy. They leave dinner and Carrie's talking about architecture. And I thought, this is so funny, this writing. Carrie, because shut the fuck Carrie up. doesn't know shit about architecture. Carrie doesn't know anything. She's like, oh, it reminds me of living in the New York of Edith Wharton and Henry James. And it's just so funny. I do love how highbrow they try to make Carrie's like writing, like love, like what she reads. And yet then like her writing itself is a little bit more uh, of the people, shall we say. Yes. She's definitely the people's, the people's writer. And he's literally just like, your tits look nice. Yeah, he's like, your tits look good in that shirt. And though, I'm like, then, oh my god, sicko. And then he leaves, and we hear also, the. Also, if a man I liked said that to me, I would be upset. That your, your let alone tits a man look nice? I didn't like. Well, I think a man you don't like, you want him to say your tits look nice. Because <laughs> then I think for your fuck buddy, it's like, great, yeah, you just like my body. It's like. But a oh, man you like, would, that would be very disheartening if they said that. Yeah, I'd be like, wow, ew. But honestly, for a man like John, that's all he's really got is building me up, like, physically. Yes. So then he leaves and we hear the ending monologue. I knew it was the last time we'd ever see each other. And just like that, I was thrown right back into my old pattern. Greasy Chinese, sleeping till noon... And feeling restless. And one thing I just have to say is I'm really, like, I've never been so aware of the use of the phrase and just like that. Every time I hear it now, I'm like, please, Carrie. Chris, we're having the same experience. Because when when the show was first announced that it was called and just like that, I was kind of like. She doesn't say it that much. say it that much. (laughs) Now I'm like, I heard it 15 times in these two episodes. Same. I was like, oh, okay. She really does say it. But so she heads back upstairs and she's just going to fall back into her old pattern, which does Mm -hmm. not make for, you know, a very thrilling episode of television, in my opinion. (laughs) No, it didn't. It does. It's not like thrilling, but it wasn't my least favorite. It wasn't like the games people play. Like that episode really was just horrible for me. I don't remember what we rated that. So I hope I don't rate this one less than that one. We should try to keep like a score so I can always go like, well, I really hated games people play. So I have to give this one more. Yeah. Cause and to have John Bon Jovi in an episode and us rate it like so I think low. we gave it like four and five. I think it was less than Oof. Do you have any hot takes about this episode so we get the fuck out no. of here? Yeah, I don't have any hot takes. It's just what would you give guys, this one out of I 10? hope you enjoyed <laughs> I'm trying to get through this. Yeah, a three. 
Um, yeah, I'm probably right there around the three. I did appreciate us talking about it, and mostly yeah. the three points of that. It's not this episode. I just feel like I have to give an apology to the listeners. Yeah, so sorry, guys. This it's was, like uh... all you've got this week is just us. <laughs> What'd you think of the fashion in this one? All over the place. Well, we got to talk I about two looks because out. we saw two iconic Sex in the City looks. The Heidi dress over the poncho, both of which make a comeback and then just like that. What do you think of the Heidi dress? It's kind of the myth of the show is, is that is when Michael Patrick King and Sarah Jessica Parker and Pat Field really stepped into this idea that Carrie dresses for herself and can wear anything. Because she also has, like, freckles that she, like, put on her face herself to kind of go with the Dutch, like, look, I guess. And so it is a turning point. I actually like the whole Heidi look. So what did you think of the Heidi dress? I thought it was dumb. Oh, I love it. I think it's fun. Listen, I get that it's iconic. I get that it's fun. But, like, if I were to see my friend in real life roll up in that look, but I think I'd be that's, like, what's that's going on, I know it is, but this it was is a woman wild. who wore that wild. crazy orange dress and pink gloves and that, and that Parisian like no bag. the memes that people make of that dress with the croissant being a croissant is so funny to me. I mean, I love her in the Heidi dress, but what I don't love is Miranda's look. I love Miranda's look. She's got a. I've never seen a hoodie with such a hood look. <laughs> I just, I've never seen a hoodie with a hood that is yeah. so close to the scalp. It looked like a, like, swimmer's head cap. Well, I believe she was wearing a hat. And then she had a hat on over that, so her head was already protected. Yes. And then she threw a hat on over it. One of the strangest looks in the history and of the I'm show. I'm obsessed with it because it's so Miranda, the queen of athleisure. I would not consider that look athleisure. Yes, it's athleisure. I would consider it insane. I would consider it um, hospital chic. (laughs) Okay. This one was a a miss for me, but obviously also burned into the memory of the internet. Yeah. Carrie is wearing a blue poncho. It's not a poncho. I believe it's a cape. It's like a blue pattern cape when she's walking down the street with Skipper. And it's one of my favorite outerwear pieces she's worn since that blue plaid jacket we liked in season one, which has been my favorite piece, actually, we still have seen throughout all the episodes we've covered. I loved that jacket. And I I loved all the women at dinner with Kevin. Charlotte was in green, and they had Carrie and Samantha in blue and Miranda in red. I thought they just looked very nice together. La La Land wishes. La La Land. Oh, what a moment in time. What do you think of the men? We had John, Kevin, Skipper, Alex, Jesus, Eric, and Bachelor number two. Who's your fave? Bachelor number two. Who are you going to pick, Chris? Jesus. He was making me laugh. Yeah, he was He was the, He was. was a good time. He was the comedy king of this episode. I really just thought the other guy was hot. Now, I'm struggling to remember who John is. Who's John? Who's John? Do you remember? No. John is Carrie's spot buddy. (laughs) Because I was like, I do remember us talking about a John, but who was It's like John, John, John. Oh, wait, we just talked about him about 10 minutes ago. So that's how much we remembered him, guys. Mm -hmm. Do you have any hot takes on this one? I don't really. No hot takes. Yeah. No hot takes. Just kind of, yeah, just kind of an episode. What would you give this one out of 10? Mm. I'm gonna give it a four. I would give it a six. A six? Yeah, you know, because we're also now building Chris. to the point where I'm I feel like I have to start grading them higher because I'm going to like I just love the show more. This is more what I remember. And this is an episode I've seen a fair amount. And while I don't like the execution of the ideas, I think the idea in and of itself is strong enough. Um and I did have some laughs. It's not like the episode was yeah, devoid of laughs. That's like true. I thought Sarah Jessica Parker was fairly funny in her moments with John. Stronger Samantha storyline would have been good, but I still thought she did the best she could. I, I giggled when she fell over trying to move her bed, which just seemed insane. I mean, that bed looks like it weighs 90 pounds. That bed, that bed is <laughs> The frame nuts. alone could throw my back out. I'm glad, that, I'm glad they lose that bed. I'm glad they lose that aesthetic for her. I'm really looking forward to her next bed. I got to get out of that apartment. 
I have it's so dark in there. It's so claustrophobic. It's also I like one room. It. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I where is the other part of her apartment? Yeah, like why is she always in there? She's always in that bed. Because she's Samantha, yeah. She's in the pods, you know, they don't give you a lot of space. You gotta cozy up with your wine. Just yeah. and those gold ugly goblets. Those gold <laughs> Yes. Uh Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week discussing Season 2, Episode 15, Shortcomings, the eponymous episode that gave us our show title, one of them. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out the other podcasts from The Dip, TV Watch Repeat, Pop Chaser, But Now We Said It, and of course, Hot Off The Mess. And you can follow us online. I'm at Lewis 1219 Sam, where are you? I'm at Bravo Historian on Instagram, and I'm at Take Your Soul Off on Twitter. Oh, and Sam has great new astrological merch. Everyone should get it. It's so cute, so fun. I ordered mine that says Sagittarius. I can't wait for it to arrive. Thank you. Bye. Bye. New message. Hey, man, it's Devin. You know, from that time you accidentally emailed me because you thought I was a different Devin. Oh, and your email signature said confidential. If you receive this in error, please delete. <laughs> That's so you. Anyway, I heard you bought a boat. When are we setting sail, Captain? <laughs> when you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Oh, and uh, no, you did not receive this message in error. <laughs> Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Annual Premium for Basic Liability Policy not available in all states. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike feels like he's capable of a little more than just trips to the convenience store. Oh, also, he wants to let you know that you can buy a gallon of ice cream instead of a pint every time. <laughs> Those are his words. So he said roughly like, blink the last wheel. It doesn't really translate, but the way he said it was super funny. <laughs> Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage.